This is Cliff Mass, and welcome to my weather podcast. Each week, I talk about current weather, provide a forecast for the weekend and beyond, and give you more details about an interesting weather phenomenon. It's Friday the 8th, and let's talk about the weather. Well, right now, a weak front is moving through the region. There's showers on the radar all over western Washington, but that's not going to last. The front's going to move through by midday, so I expect partly cloudy skies, uh, drying out, maybe some residual showers in the, in, the sh- in the mountains, but nothing much more. Temperatures getting into the upper 40s. Now, Saturday, it's going to be a really decent day. Uh, it should be completely dry, um, maybe a few uh, clouds in the mountains, but lots of sun, temperatures zooming up to the upper 40s, and probably the most interesting aspect of the weather will be the easterly flow. We'll have low pressure offshore, high pressure inland, and we'll have flow coming from the east to the west. This is called easterly flow. That's going to be descending down the western slopes of the Cascades. So expect gusty winds going up to 30, 40 miles per hour at least in places like Enumclaw and Black Diamond and North Bend. So if you're on the western slopes, expect some wind. Um, There'll be some weak uh, easterly winds here over over Puget Sound, but nothing strong. Some strong southeasterlies up in northwest Washington and and easterlies in the Strait of Juan de Fuca. So we'll have a little bit of wind, but I expect a really decent day on Saturday. Now, Saturday night, another front's going to move through. Very well-timed. So expect rain overnight Saturday into Sunday. And there'll be some residual showers on Sunday morning, uh, but it won't be too serious here in Puget Sound. And I expect Sunday to be mainly dry here in the lowlands. A few sprinkles up in the mountains, a little bit of clouds, but actually Sunday won't be bad either as the front goes through. Now, another system comes in Sunday night, Monday. So we'll be noticing some more showers on Monday. But then we get to the real weather threat to talk about. And that is a very powerful, very strong atmospheric river, a current of moisture from the subtropics and the tropics will be moving in on Tuesday and Wednesday. So at this point, this atmospheric river which is also called a pineapple express around here in the Northwest because it starts somewhere north of Hawaii, this moist river will come against the mountains, rise and cause you know, very heavy precipitation, five to 10 inches in the mountains at least. So I'm worried about the potential for flooding. I'm also worried about the potential for landslides because the soils now are pretty saturated and they will be uber saturated after what happens on Tuesday and Wednesday. So that's that's the view of the weather. One thing I forgot to mention, there is a powerful storm that is developing offshore about a thousand miles to our west. And that powerful storm, which will not hit us, will produce large waves that will have swell propagating out into the northwest. So if you're on the coast, you can expect to see some big waves, 20 to 30 feet on the coast on Sunday. So if you're into wave watching, it'd be a particularly good time. Anyway, enjoy the weather. And let me next turn to my segment that I'll talk about the energy sources of storms. Weather doesn't end with the forecast. Now let's talk about the special weather topic of the week. 
question that I'm often asked is, where does the energy come from that drives storms on our planet? Now, we have storms in the tropics, like hurricanes, and we have storms in the mid-latitudes, like mid-latitude cyclones that we get, the low systems that produce our strong winds. Where does the energy come from? Well, it turns out that they come from different places for the tropical storms and for the mid-latitude storms. Let me explain. In the tropics, we have the warm oceans, and they're warm because of the sun, of course. The sun is heating the ocean surface, warming it up, and the sun also evaporates water off of the tropicals, tropical oceans. And one thing we know is that warm air can hold a lot more moisture than cold air. And so the air in the tropics can hold lots of moisture. Now, what happens is this moisture in the tropics is a very potent energy source. Because if you have a storm, let's say a low pressure system or even a cloud that's forming, there's upward motion going on in that, in that cloud or that incipient storm system. When the air rises, it cools. And if it cools enough, the water vapor in the air starts condensing out. And this makes sense because cold air can't hold as much water vapor as warm air. And as air rises, it cools. And it eventually can only hold the water vapor it started with. And if you rise it anymore, the water vapor starts condensing out. So all you have to know is rising air can eventually cause the air to start condensing, the, the moisture in the air to condense out. Well, when the, when, the air, when the water vapor condenses, something magical happens. There's heat release. It turns out that that heat that we put in on the tropical ocean where the sun evaporated that water, we get that heat back. When the water condenses in the cloud back into water, then we get latent heat released. The heat that was latent, that was there in that water vapor, can, as it condenses out, the heat is released. Now that released heat then causes the atmosphere to warm. Now, if you warm the atmosphere, it tends to become less dense. That makes sense. And so if you have a column of air that becomes less dense because of all this heating, that causes the pressure to fall at the surface because there's less air above. And so the pressure falls. Now, if the pressure falls, that tends to cause more air to come in. It, if you have a pressure falling in the bottom of a low, uh, low pressure system that cr creates a larger pressure difference, that causes the winds to speed up. The air approaches that, that system. And as the and as air rises uh, even more so, the water the air rises, more water vapor is condensed out. There's more heating. The pressure tends to fall even more. And so the system tends to rev up. And this is what happens in tropical storms. The condensation of water vapor in these storms causes heating, pressure falls, winds to pick up, and the storm to rev up. Uh, there's a fancy name for this, CISC, conditional instability of the second kind. Uh, there's another related mechanism called WISHI that has to do with the wind speeds. But the bottom line of all this is that tropical storms are driven, and their energy source comes from the condensation of water vapor. And there's plenty of that in the warm tropics. But the mid-latitudes, things are very different. The temperatures of the oceans are much, much cooler. There's much less water vapor available. And you all know this. You live here in the Northwest, and you know we don't have humid summers, even though we're downstream in the ocean. Why not? Well, it's because the 
Oceans are so cool, they can't put much water vapor in the atmosphere. So the mechanism that happens in the tropics is not very effective here in the mid-latitudes. But we have another way of doing our storms. It turns out that the mid-latitudes are the place where there's a large difference in temperature in the atmosphere. It's funny. The tropics are warm, the poles are cool, but the temperatures don't change uniformly between the two. The temperature differences, horizontal temperature differences or gradients, tend to be concentrated in the mid-latitudes where we are. And this difference in temperature, which is strongest during the wintertime, is something that can drive the energy of storms. I want you to think about this. Think of a difference in temperature, uh, uh, warm to the south, cold to the north, and you have maybe a, a, a developing system right there at the interface. Well, on one side, on the warm side, you tend to have warm air rising. On the other side, you tend to have cold air sinking. That, that is true with these, with these uh, systems that we have around here. And it turns out that that is an energy source. How could that be? Well, warm air is less dense than cooler air. So you have less dense air rising. And then on the other side, you have cold, dense air sinking. So we have a dense thing that's falling down and a less dense thing that's rising. Well, what that, what that does is that actually changes the center of mass of the atmosphere. You could think of a level of the atmosphere where there's as much weight of the atmosphere above and below. Well, if you're putting a less dense, moving the less dense stuff up and more dense stuff down, what you're doing is you're lowering the mass of the atmosphere. And that actually produces what we call kinetic energy, energy of motion. Well, you know this. If you have a book and you have it in your hand and you let go and it, and you, and it drops, okay, the center of mass is dropping, you're getting conversion from what we call potential energy to kinetic energy, energy of motion. Well, the same thing happens in our storms. Warm air rising, cold air sinking causes the mass of the atmosphere to shift downward. That releases energy and that produces the energy of our storms. Well, I know I went through this quickly, but that in essence is what's going on. Temperature differences that are connected with vertical motions in these storms can produce energy. And that is what drives our storms. And it also explains why our storms tend to be stronger during the winter when the differences in temperature are greater. Well, anyway, I hope you, you got, got the essence of what I'm saying. Tropical storms depend on water vapor and its condensation for heat and energy, mid-latitude storms, temperature differences. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Feel free to send me your questions or any topics you would like me to cover. This podcast will be available every Friday morning on my blog and major podcast platforms. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to use the Patreon link on my blog. See you next time.